Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Beware of the trick you're treating. So many ways I wanted to title this. And I stayed with the trick you're treating because I thought, well, that got a nice ring to it. Maybe they'll remember that. Beware of the trick you're treating. With today's society, little subtitle came to me because we always saying this stay woke stay woke we use that often when we feel like we can be bamboozled or hornswoggled or tricked or things will go over our head if we're not vigilant we'll be blindsided by Things that are attempt to grasp our attention while on this side and things are happening on the other side. And even though we have the hashtag stay woke, it's sad to say that a lot of us, even those who are posting, are yet asleep. They're blinded by the things of the world and Satan is using so many tactics to distract us from our main goal and purpose. There's also a lot of things circulating on social media about being loyal. Everybody said people aren't loyal these days. Can't find anybody loyal. If I scroll up and down my timeline, I can't tell you how many posts about people not loyal. But I finally found someone that wanted to post the truth and said that some of the people aren't loyal because you aren't loyal. I said, well, somebody speak up. And they said, if you want to be honest, some of these people that are not in your life, who you call aren't loyal, shouldn't be in your life. Because they didn't need to be in your life in the first place. So you need to thank God they're not loyal. Because see, as believers and just as people of God, you're not supposed to be connected to any and everybody. And even as we're talking about being a leader and being called to be a leader, as a leader, you cannot align yourself with any and everybody. The Bible says that we are called out of darkness and into the marvelous light. But it's sad to say that some of us, even though we are claimed to be walking in the light, have still have soul ties to those that are in darkness. And I'm not saying you can't be a witness. And that you can't be a light to them, but you cannot be connected. See, a treaty is a formal agreement between two or more in reference to peace or alliance. A synonym for treaty is also a covenant, which is a contract. And Paul, you know, even the Apostle Paul warns us not to be unequally yoked. And what it means to be yoked is that we are not only just in fellowship, but we are connected. We are tied together. And so when you're yoked, where you go, I go. And where I go, you go. And so when we find ourselves yoked with people that are not going in the same direction, oftentimes, sadly enough, we find that it's those who are supposed to be people of the faith that find themselves going in the opposite direction. The Bible says that 
if any man be in Christ, we are a new creature. Those old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So that's old things, old people. They cannot pour into you as a new creation. They can't give you spiritual advice with a worldly mindset. They just can't do it. Even if they want to on their best day, they can only give you what they got. And so you can, but the sad thing I've seen too is that not only are we trying to hold on to old people, but sometimes we'll get new people, but they act like the old people we so-called left. Oh, it's another body. You know, it's another situation, but it's just like the situation you left. There's an old song we used to say back home, said I moved from my old home. And my old moved from my old friends. I moved to a new way of life. And they go and say, thank God I moved out to a brand new life. But have we moved? Or are we fine and comfortable being connected to our old ways? But now the challenge as believers is to make sure that our alignments or our treaties, our road dog, our ride or die, our besties, our confidence, our mates, be those that are in alignment with God's word. Because when you are in God's word and you have someone else with you in God's word, no, you're not perfect, but you can help each other along the way. There's an old saying that says, kid tested, mother approved. But I want to suggest to you, spirit tested and God approved. Are the people in your life going the same direction you're going with? I mean, are they trying? I'm not saying they, 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 they don't make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But you can tell the difference between somebody trying and those who are just rolling around, comfortable in their stuff. So what does the text have to do with this? The children of Israel were God's called out ones. They were God's chosen people. And in this text, they're under the leadership of Joshua. And as we get to the book of Joshua, they have had several victories under Joshua's leadership. Um, one probably, the, probably that's most known is the Battle of Jericho. Um, it's probably one of the most talked about battles. And actually, when I think of Joshua, that's actually the battle that I think of. But some Bible about a year ago, I did a study on Joshua. And Joshua chapter 9 stuck with me and has been with me all this time. So when God brought it back to my remembrance, I started thinking about because it, it plays out in my mind as a good movie. Um, in fact, if you look at the beginning of Joshua chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, you'll find that there is widespread news of Joshua's victories. Like everybody know about it, right? And isn't it funny that when God starts doing stuff in your life and it becomes big news, then it attracts people? Because when people found out that Joshua was having all these victories, there was actually some countries that went in alliance that were going to try to fight against Joshua. Now the Bible never says what happens that, it, that they ever tried to attack, but it goes on to say that there were a group called the Gibeonites. They heard of what Joshua and the children were doing. Joshua and they were tearing up the place. I mean, everywhere they went. 
because God had already given them a mandate that they were going to take the land. And when they take it, he said, destroy everything that's in it, all the inhabitants. And so the Gibeonites heard about this. And, you know, I started thinking about it. The Gibeonites said, we got to get ourselves together. We got to figure out a way to keep them from destroying us like they did everybody else. Now, whether you want to call that faith or whatever, because they, you know, they weren't God's chosen people, but they had enough sense in mind to know that if God is with them through all this stuff, that he's going to be with them when he come get us. And it's funny how sometimes people who are not God's people have more faith than the people who are God's people. When they can see if it's working for you, I'm going to try it. And then we forget that it's working for us. And we're giving up and don't have hope. And they say, whoa, 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 if God's with you, somebody know what I'm talking about. They were supposed to do destroy everything. And so sometimes God can do things in your life. And people can see and you start attracting people. But see, you have to ask God for discernment of those who need to stay and those who need to leave. One of my favorite shows is Perry Mason. I love me some Perry Mason. I mean, I can watch a marathon on Perry Mason. I know last night, Little was talking about Matlock. That's my, that's my other one. Y'all check my DVR. It's full of Matlock and Perry Mason. It's to the point that now my husband be like, so what we going to do? We going to watch some Perry Mason? Because Perry Mason was like ahead of his time, right? Yeah, for those who like Perry Mason, y'all can agree that some of his cases, I mean, I'm at the end still trying to figure out who did it. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm watching Perry Mason. One of the things that came, I remember this this episode, and I had to go back and find it this morning. And he says, he was talking to this guy. He said, you know, when someone uh, comes into money or there's an inheritance of all, he said, there's always a gathering. And the guy said, what you mean? He said, there's a gathering of vultures or there's a gathering of flies, but there's going to be a gathering. And so when God starts blessing you, there's going to be a gathering. But see, you got to determine which one the flies and which one the vultures. Because see, the vultures coming to pick you apart. They're waiting on you to die so they can get the remnants of what you leave. But then you still got the flies. They're just trying to benefit so be aware of the gathering. That wasn't in my notes, but y'all can, that's free. Beware of the gathering when God starts blessing you and elevating you and how you get cousins you ain't never heard of and you got best friends and you got people want to give you advice. Beware of the gathering. So you have to be careful who you line yourself up with because one will come to help and one may come to harm. But how do we know? Well, the text help us. He, they offer three ways that we can tell the, the difference. The first thing we have to do is that we have to beware of false appearance. Don't go by what you see. In verse 4 and 5, he said, They resorted to deception to save themselves, talking about the, the children of Gibeon. They sent ambassadors to Joshua, loading their donkeys with weathered saddlebags and old patched wineskins. They put on old, worn-out patched sandals and raggedy clothes. I mean, ragged clothes. We say raggedy. And the bread they took with them was dry and moldy. See, they all—they was getting their, they were getting their, 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 their set together. They were getting their supplies together. They wanted to appear that they have come from a long way. 
and that they traveled so far that by the time they got there, that their clothes were raggedy, and that even the bread, the food that they brought for them was molding. They said that they had come from a distant, faraway land. Let's, let's skip down to verse 12. Verse 12, and it reads, This bread was hot from the ovens when we left home. But now, as you can see, it is dry and moldy. These wineskins, they were new when we filled them, but now they're old and split open, and our clothing and sandals are worn out from our very long journey. So the Israelites examined their food. Stop right there. Don't go by what you see. There are some people in your life that may look good. They may smell good. They may dress well. They may have all their I's dotted and appear to have all their T's crossed. They may have the big house. They may have the fine car. But just because it looked good doesn't mean that it was good. That's why we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Because see, sometimes our eyes get us in trouble. Can I get an amen? Come on, it's Women's Sunday. Can I get some ladies that say that your eyes sometimes have gotten you in trouble? You went to looking and looking. See, men ain't the only one, Pastor. I know you have, you confess, but there be some women, their eyes have gotten them in some trouble. You looking at the six pack. Can I tell the truth? You looking at the, the leather seats he drove up in that's heated. Come on, somebody. You looking at the, the polo he got on. You might even smell that, 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 that Kenneth Cole black on you. Might, I don't know. Can I tell the truth? Back when I, everything was about curve. Curve still out. Curve still standing strong. That was some powerful cologne. Oh, y'all had to say it if you want to. Oh, I don't, I don't do curve. We just, I just anoint myself with holy oil and just go on. Okay. Okay, don't tell the truth. But see, when you start telling the truth, you can heal from it. Amen. You can grow from it. Don't go by your eye because some of you can also testify that that same person that had all the stuff and this and everything you thought you were looking for. Was low down. Just low down. Miss Benita said stop. She said stop right there. And not everybody that dressed well, but I'm just saying. Sometimes we let our eyes get us in trouble. And sometimes it's not even that. Some of us are have dead up to our necks trying to keep up with another group. Because we think that we need to have what they have. And you don't know how they got what they got. I mean, I'm just saying. You don't know what they're going through to keep what they got. But you charging, swiping, taking out loans, trying to be like the Joneses, and the Joneses don't even care. Because the Joneses, they're happy being the Joneses. They're confident being who they are. Your eyes will get you in trouble. You will attach yourself to debt that you don't even need because of your eyes. Some of us, probably just me, eyes get it, you go to the buffet. Before you get there, you say it in your heart what you gonna get. 
Because you're going to do right this time. <laughs> go get me a salad, some grilled chicken. When I go through the line, I'm going to go ahead and tell her water, little ice, lemon on the side. I'm, I'm tell, that's what I'm going to say when I get there. And then you walk in, you start smelling that fried chicken. And then your eyes start scanning. You haven't even got to the buffet yet. When you see people plate walking by, well, a little piece of fried chicken won't hurt. This is my cheat day. <laughs> Y'all know how it turned into cheat day? They think, you know, it's cheat weekend. Okay, well, I'm going to start over in February. <laughs> I seen a friend post that January was just a trial month. My New Year started February the first. Your eyes can get you in trouble. Don't go by what you see because everything that appeared to be may not be that. You have to consult God. That's why we have to go to him because we can't trust these. The second thing, don't go by what you hear. Beware that smooth talker. Beware the smooth talker, the one that's going to do this. And gonna do that. Years go by, they still gonna do it. <laughs> then we talk about being doers and not just hearers only. You heard it. Look at look at okay, let me let me give you a verse because I know y'all like, okay, whatever. Verse six, let's go back up to verse six. When they arrived at the camp of Israel at Gilgal, they told Joshua and the men of Israel, We have come from a distant land. To ask you to, to make a peace treaty with us. Verse 7, the Israelites replied to these Hivites, Hivites, sorry, how do we know you don't live nearby? For if you do, we cannot make a treaty with you. They replied, we are your servants. But who are you, Joshua demanded. Where do you come from? They answered, your servants have come from a very distant country. We have heard the might of the Lord your God and all he did in Egypt. Somebody say Egypt. We have also heard what he did to the two Amorite kings in the east of the Jordan River. King Siam Hishbon and King Agabashon who lived in Ashtaroth. So our elders and our older people, they instructed us, take supplies for a long journey. Go meet with the people of Israel and tell them we are your servants. Please make a treaty with us. See, if you notice, when they started talking, they tried to do a little double talking. They said, we are your servant. They kept playing that up. And to me, now this is just me now. Kept playing, we're your servant. We, who don't want to hear that? Oh, Okay. We, we plead on your, please help us, please, please. We're your servant. They said it like three times. And I can imagine the children of Israel like, oh, okay. They recognize. They know who in charge. But then the thing, they're smart now. That's why I say you got to beware of the smooth target. They start mentioning things that happened in Egypt. They never say anything about AI. In verse 1 and 2, they talk about the kings that were about to, to, to attack them. And they never mentioned about Ai and what happened even in Jericho. Why? Well, I did a little research and some suggest the reason why they didn't mention it because if they had heard of that, they couldn't have been coming from that far of a journey. And so it's to keep their charade going, oh, we didn't, that happened yesterday. We didn't know nothing about that. 
You know, because, you know, it took them days to get places. We ain't have CNN, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. You know, it took a while to get the message back. So they didn't even mention the battles recently, even though they knew about it. Beware of the smooth talker. See, our serpent is not just a roaring lion, but he's also a subtle snake. And we have to be careful not to just listen and think, oh, okay, that's, that's true. Because sometimes Satan will switch a word, put a comma in, put a period somewhere, and change the whole meaning of what you, what you know. And if you're not careful, when you keep talking to him, he'll convince you to believe something that you know is not true. You go in knowing it's not true, but keep talking to him. And there are some smooth talkers. Somebody done talked you into a, a bill that you can't pay. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? They just kept talking. Instead of you leaving, you waited for one more demonstration. You know, one more check, one more credit check. You, well, just hold on. We'll see what we can do. And you waited instead of leaving. And see, sometimes if we stay in a place too long, listening to stuff we shouldn't, instead of praying, because, see, we would rather listen to people than to listen to God. Don't go by what you hear. See, when, y'all, when I said smooth talk, y'all immediately thought I was talking about some joker trying to get you in the bed. I know you thought about it. I heard it. Beware of him, too. If he say he going to marry you, wait till he marry you. I'm just saying. If that's what he said he going to do, do it. Just do it. Pastor already said it don't take but me, the bride, and the groom. You ain't got to get nothing else together. <laughs> Who you waiting on? <laughs> this is our third thing, and I'm, I'm about done. So you got to be aware. This, this, let me help you now. So you won't get tricked in the, into a treaty. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by what you hear. And lastly, most importantly, don't forget to consult the Lord. I tell you, this stick out like a sore thumb to me when I saw this. They're going through, you're telling this story about the Gibeonites, and they're putting up this charade about where they came from and how far they've been. And let's go to verse 14. So the Israelites examined their food, but they did not consult the Lord. The Israelites did their own investigation. They performed their own judgment based on their limited human knowledge. Instead of consulting the one, they can see past charades. They can see past deviance. They can see past a wolf in sheep clothing. They didn't consult the Lord. They examined the food. They didn't investigate. Because, see, I know there's some Christians out there because I've done it. Trying to use my own limited understanding. Well, if it's the Lord, this will happen. And if it ain't the Lord, this, why? How do I put stipulations on how the Lord going to show me what he want to show me? But don't we do it? If it's God. He going to do it this way, and I already, I already prayed. What you did was told him. You didn't pray. Because pray meaning you talk, and he talked back. But you went to him and said, Lord, if it's you, let this and da-da-da-da, and you got up and left. 
And so then we put stipulation where I just, in my, my intuition, my this and my that, and it's all on us. And then when we get stooped, we're trying to figure out what happened. I'm close to the Lord. I hear the Lord. Well, how did I get tricked like that? How did I fall for such a foolish scheme? How did I become the mockery of his joke? How did I become in this situation? Because we never consulted the Lord. We did our own investigation. We even were spiritual with him. We put scriptures to it, but we never consulted the Lord. I remember one time worrying about a situation and I thought I had been praying about it and I talked to Brandon because you know you're supposed to seek wise counsel. I'm calling my mom this, that, and it's true. You do seek wise counsel. But I was sitting in my quiet time and the Lord said, well, when were you going to tell me? And immediately I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I done talked about it with everybody else but you. And there are some of us here are guilty of making decisions based on what we think it looked like and what we think it sound like, and we never ask God about it. The Bible goes on to say that three days later, they made a discovery that the Gibeonites lived nearby. It was, and they found out it was only a three-day journey to get to their land. But once Joshua and the children of Israel made the treaty, they could not go back on it. God was serious that if they go back on it, it was going to be worse punishment for them than it would be for the Gibeonites. Beware of a tricky treaty because some treaties we get stuck with. The children of Israel were stuck with the Gibeonites for the rest of their lives. Go to the last verse of the of the chapter if you don't believe me because Joshua was so upset that they tricked them they made them woodcutters and water barriers but look at the last verse but that day he made the Gibeonites woodcutters and water carriers for the community of Israel and for the altar of the Lord wherever the Lord would choose to build it and that is what they do to this day because they were tricked into a treaty they are stuck with the Gibeonites And I promise you, there are some things I look back over my life and I am so thankful that the Lord blocked it. Because there are some things I would have been stuck with if I would have aligned myself, if I would have connected myself, if I would have yoked myself up with those things. There are some things I would have been stuck with. And some of you may even can testify that you're stuck with some decisions. You're stuck with some people because you didn't seek the Lord. But thank God for grace. He gives us the grace to go through it. Because there are some things that you're going to have to reap because of your sowing. But thank God for the grace to go through. Even though Joshua was stuck with the Gibeonites, he gave them the grace to go through. There were some things and some people that I almost, I'm talking about Kalea, to sign a treaty with. But I thank God that I didn't get stuck with it. The old hymn said, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. 
what a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. When we carry everything, he will keep you from being tricked into a treaty. You can look back over your life now and go ahead and thank God that you didn't get tricked into that treaty, that you didn't get stuck with the results of that treaty. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that there are some things in my life I look back now and see that God blocked it. And it wasn't because of my own doing. It wasn't because I lived so good. It wasn't because the scriptures I had memorized in my heart. Because see, I had did my own investigation. I had tried to do it on my own. And, and it even tried to be spiritual with it. But now when I look back, I see how God's hand was over the whole situation. And even though I didn't know. I had a mama praying for me. I had a grandmama praying for me. I had my daddy praying for me. I had a granddaddy praying for me. And when the Lord heard their prayers, he said, I'm going to make sure she don't get caught up in this treaty. I'm going to make sure that she don't get connected to this thing. There are some things in my life that I am grateful. When you see me waving my hand, when you see me shouting, yes, Levante, he's been so good to me. He's been so good to me. He kept me when I didn't know I was being kept. Beware of a tricky treaty. There is somebody trying to reel you in right now. There is somebody trying to get reeled in right now. But consult the Lord. Ask God about it. Get his opinion on it. Check his resume. He's never been wrong. He's never missed a case. He's never lost a battle. Ask God about it. Don't get stuck in a tricky treaty. Don't get stuck. Ask God about it. There's some things that would still be connected to me if God wouldn't have blocked it. There's some things that I would have to live with if he didn't block it. But even those things that I felt, I still giving praise because he has given me the grace to recover anybody glad for the grace to recover because see a long time ago Adam and Eve got tricked into a treaty there was a serpent that came and smooth talked Eve who then smooth talked Adam and they got tricked into a treaty and justice demanded that death will be stuck with us for all humanity. But then John said, I saw somebody, a lamb who was able to open the book. The lamb was Jesus. Jesus came down, the anointed one, if you were in Sunday school this morning, the anointed one came down, died on the cross. They put him in the grave, but I believe they say three days later. 
they made a discovery. Three days later, they made a discovery that he wasn't in the grave any longer. But he had rose with all power in his mighty hand. And because he got up, he enables us to get up out of our situation, to get up out of low self-esteem, to get up out of depression, to get up out of bad habits, to get up out of bad relationship. You don't have to get stuck in a tricky treaty. Consult the Lord about it. I heard it say, cry out to the Lord. I heard him and he heard my cry. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Beware of a tricky treaty. He's out there. And he's going to come smooth. He's going to come tempting you with what you like. He's not coming out there different from what you, what you want. That'd be too obvious. He's not coming out there with the pitchfork and the horns and all that. No, he's smooth with it. Beware of a tricky treaty. Don't align and get connected with something that you will forever be stuck with. And for those of you that are like me who still have made some treaty decisions that weren't great, thank God for the grace to recover Thank God for the grace to recover. Hallelujah, let's stand. I'm done. I'm done. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.